the thing that's really amazing about, you know, living your purpose is realizing that there's different passions that you can bring into that same purpose. So I started to write a book that I'm not done yet, but it's called The Power of Lists, Manifesting Success Through List Writing. And the idea of it is that, you know, like a vision board or something like that, we can use it as a manifestation tool. It gets, you know, as I said earlier, it helps us to get very clear about, you know, who it is we want to be, what we want to have, the, the experiences that we would like to have. And, you know, it also gives us a, a bench point of looking at the things that we don't want, which sometimes that's what we focus on in the things we don't want, which is then, of course, then, you know, if you look at the way that it, it works, then if all of our emotions are wrapped up in the things that we don't want, we're just going to end up creating more of it. So better to focus on the things that we do want. So many people don't know what they really, really want. And it's, it's mind boggling. Welcome to Making the Change, Optimize Your Health and Mind, where we explore the latest research and expert insights on how to take charge of your health and happiness. I'm Dr. Dave. I'm a board certified physician and an integrative medicine expert. So join me as we learn how to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally in the next phase of our lives. So let's go dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Dave of Making the Change Optimize Your Health and Mind. And today I have a superstar with us. We met um, as she is helping me grow the podcast. So she does a lot of uh, amazing things in the entertainment industry. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about what she does do as we delve into it and how she's had some changes in her life that has brought her to where she is today. So I would like to introduce to everybody, Tracy Starr. Hello, Dr. Dave. Thank you so very much. Welcome, everybody. I am very happy to be here. Um, as you know, I love to do this unscripted. You were asking me what we were going to talk about, and I didn't want to tell you. Whatever comes up. I think the the best way is just to let it fly. Um, yeah. You know, we we have a lot of things in our lives that are so, shall we say, scheduled or planned. Uh, and I feel that to really get to truth of it, sometimes you just got to do it from your heart. Yeah. I definitely hear you. Um, what we talk about on this podcast is some of the changes that you've made in your life and how they've been instrumental in your life. And so we're going to learn a lot about you um, and some things that you have done that have made you the amazing woman that you are. And then we'd love to know some actionable steps that people can take. And after that, we'll go into how they can contact you and then I always love to know how you're giving it back, right? So that's, to me, that's one of the most important, you know, gratitude and service, right? Absolutely. So, go ahead, Tracy. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got uh, started in, in the entertainment and motivational speaking. It usually comes from some sort of issue that you've had. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about how this all started for you? Absolutely. So, Yes. Major change comes usually with um, major challenges, right? And so, let's see, 2012. So we're gonna. I, I live in like currently. I live in Las Vegas. Um, at the time, I was living in Chicago, which is actually where I was born. Grew up in Michigan, but at the time, I had uh, a special events catering company, a food retail store, 175 seat restaurant across from the Sears Tower. And, you know, I was rocking it, you know, a couple million in sales, 80 to 100 employees. And it was just nonstop crazy and two small kids at home, married. And, you know, seemingly life was really, uh, it was just, it was awesome. It was exactly what everything I had wanted and worked so very hard 10 years of building it to do. And then challenges. The city of Chicago decided to do a construction project outside of our restaurant and we ended up essentially on our own island. So where our building was, it was across from the Sears Tower, or Willis Tower, Chicago, and so sorry, it's Sears Tower. Um, but the building was on, on the other side of it was the Chicago River, which we had an incredible view. We were working with the city to try to get a boat dock. I mean, we had the plans. It was insane. It was going to be great. And with the Wacker Drive construction project, which was um, 20, I, don't know, I think they started in 20, end of 2010, 2011, 2012, all of that fun period of time, um, when they finally got to our part of the, the project, 
we really ended up on our own island um, because having the gaping hole uh, and the street to the river and then they actually shut down Adams. So the only way you could get to my building was over a boardwalk and you had to basically walk around four different blocks to get to me. So, wow. you know, all, all of the, 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 the traffic that we usually had, which was about 1,500 people foot traffic between Union Station and Sears Tower, right in front of my restaurant every single day went to nothing. Wow. Literally nothing, literally nothing. And so the only place, you know, I mean, you know, we had 175 seats. We only, the only, the only people that were able to get to us were the people that were in our building, which at the time, a lot of people opted to work from home because this was pre-COVID, but it was still a time when people didn't want to have to deal with the construction and all the other nonsense. And so, you know, we would have a, you know, standing room only wait on a Friday night to four people in my bar. Wow. And so very quickly, um, you know, it, it, it became evident that this was not sustainable. Tried working with the city in getting a resolution of something that we could do that would kind of move us from, you know, a, a bridge of some kind to when we were on the other side of it. And, well, sadly, it didn't happen. Um, I, 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 we, had, we had several crazy offers and things that happened with the city and actually the Chicago um, mob. Um, and some other fun things that happened because Chicago's a fun city to be in, but it just ended up being that you know that was not divine. What was what was meant to happen was for everything to fall apart in my life, and us to sort of decide that uh, this 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 whole world that I built was was done. I, I think that's important, though. I, I think you really have to kind of hit bottom before you're. Yeah. You're able to make that change. You know, we all adapt and evolve, but yeah. I think the people that really come out successful understand that you have to recognize where that bottom is. And a lot of times as we coach people and we motivate people, we try to prevent them from hitting that bottom. But you really need to go through it sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, it's even like with our kids, right? It's like, okay, there's a pothole over there. You want to avoid that, but then they jump right into it and you're like, okay, but you know, my my main saying through all of this has come out to be, it's all divine. Just trust and have faith. It might, you might not like it right now. It may not be, you know, what you think it should be or the path that you think you should be on. But, you know, there's, 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 a, there's a greater plan and you really just have to lean into it because the lessons that we, you know, the, all of everything that I'm going to tell you, I'm so grateful for because it made me who I am today. I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing now, any of this, right? So, you know, my whole life falls apart, right? And I have no idea what I'm going to do. My husband and I had worked on the company together. So all of our personal livelihood was tied into all of this. So literally we were, moves, we were losing everything. And what, uh, what miraculously happened is, um, so this was 2012, 2006, when uh, the movie The Secret came out. I'm not sure if you or the audience are familiar with it, but The Secret is a documentary film, kind of law of attraction, how your thoughts create your reality. And uh, I had seen that in 2006 when Oprah had, you know, showcased it and was like, oh, my God, there's other people who think like I do. This is amazing. And so I, uh, I at the time, had um, written a list, and I'll, we'll get into the whole list thing in a second, but um, uh, kind of a bucket list, right? Things I want to have, do, be, or experience. And then I wrote on there that I want to befriend, and I wrote down the name of everybody in the movie. And that same year, I met this woman, Deborah Poneman, who mentored Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Marcy Shymoff, Janet Atwood, blah, 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 um, and me. So we just became friends. She actually, I met her because she lived a block and a half of my retail store and used to eat my food. And, uh, and so it was just, we just became friends. Well, so six years later when, you know, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I'm not sure what, <laughs> I have no, no idea. She invited me to a Sri Sri Ravi Shankara event. So if you're familiar with Guru Dev, he's an incredible spiritual leader. And so I, I walk into this very um, large gathering because all of his gatherings are in tons of people and everyone is in kind of a meditative state. And so, you know, everyone's sitting cross-legged on the floor and it's very calm and, and just the, you know, the energy in there is just very, I don't know, the, it can't explain the energy. It was just incredible. And so I met Dev at the lobby 
And I kind of gave her an update of what was going on with everything in my life. And I have no idea what I'm going to do. And she starts jumping up and down like a cheerleader. And she's like, yay, now you can do what you're meant to do. I'm like, okay, great. What is that, right? She's like, come to work for me. So for six months, I worked with her on her Yes to Success program, which is a personal development program I had actually taken with her in 2011. And I thought, okay, well, you know, personal development is absolutely where I wanted to go. When I saw The Secret, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, I, I started diving into, um, you know, all of the all of the the experts in the movie, all of their content, you know, watching what the bleep and, um, you know, power of now and just, you know, kind of getting into that more. Um, I don't want to say metaphysical persona, but it's just really, really looking at life differently and and how I can create it. And so is it really looking at life or is it kind of manifesting what's what you want? Well, it's really both. Right. Because life is a manifestation. (laughs) Right. And and yeah, so it was it was really like evaluating kind of everything and how I'd been programmed and taught and things, you know, and just really rewiring the things that I was going through um, on my own. And so I worked with her for six months and then she and Marcy, who was in The Secret, decided to create. Um, a program called Your Year of Miracles, which is actually still going. Marcy's still running it, um, which was a year-long group mentorship program for women. So this is my kind of first real intake into the program development side of personal development and the internet marketing side of it or digital marketing part of it. And so, um, so, so, so started working with them, creating the program, getting everything set up online. And then we brought in affiliates. So then I had to learn affiliate marketing. Well, we had over 200 affiliates. And because of that, our launch was a seven-figure launch. Wow. We had four, we had 1,400 members in 52 countries um, because we had so many affiliates. And all, almost all of the people in The Secret were affiliates because Barcy was. So here I have my power, my lists book or my, my you know, my bucket list going, okay, well, the friend, right? I'm now working with these people because I'm also helping manage all the affiliates, right? So I'm crossing off names on my list from six years prior. And as you start to move into, you know, any any kind of um, business when you're working in digital marketing, especially, you have launch periods and then you have the program periods. Well, the program periods, you have a lot of dead time. Um, and so I started, you know, getting requested to work with some of these experts on their programs and helping them to launch books and to create programs and events. And, you know, honestly, it's just been uh, a a huge opportunity to work with speakers, authors, transformational leaders, and do everything that you can think of in the um, digital affiliate and interview marketing space. And so it launched my career into what I do now, which I freaking love because I get to work with some of the most amazing humans on the planet and really helping humanity because all of these people, like that's their intent, right, is to help people, you know, live life better, be better, you know, grow, move through challenges, all of it. And I kind of get to be the bullhorn for them. So, you know, I was I was kind of, um, you know, in the background all of this time. And so for the last 10 years, I've really had a huge opportunity to learn everything and all the different aspects of of that, you know, that that business model. Um, But then to really look at how can I how can I contribute? And so four years ago, after being asked a thousand times, you know, podcasting started to come out into the world. um, Can you get me an interview, you know, or people requesting that my clients be on interviews? And so here I started playing matchmakers with interviews. And I thought, well, you know, this is kind of fun. I really like this. It might be really good to, you know, kind of start an interview company. So interview marketing is something that I don't know that anybody really coins it quite that well. But it is podcasting and podcast guesting and launching podcasts and, you know, and the, and the, you know, the management part of it. And so I've been doing that. And that's a, a big chunk of what I do. I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur and other things, too. But I love it. It's so we're going to go into all of that because yes. this is this is how we met. Yes, as, exactly. As we're trying to grow this podcast and get it out to the rest of the world because I find that people really need to know that they can do this too. Yes, they, they can find their purpose and and elevate the rest of the world because we all have challenges and it's all different. 
And, you know, and I'm like, wow, we're just talking to you about you getting me booked somewhere. And I'm like, I got to have you on my podcast. <laughs> I knew it was actually an early, it was an amazingly fun conversation, but it's it. It's like, you know, my thing about podcasting that I absolutely love so much is it is easy for, you know, virtually anyone to get into. And it gives you a global voice that is different than anything else. You know, you can do a video on Instagram which you get that. But when you do, you know, a half an hour, hour with someone and you're in this, you're having this kind of dialogue, people understand it, you know, they resonate. And so they get to see how you think, how you work, you know, what what are your interests and, you know, and learn something that, you know, they're not going to see on a, you know, 30 second or 60 second, you know, TikTok video or something. Um, right. And, it's and really selling, you're not selling the businesses, you're selling you, you're selling what, how to do what, what, what has happened to me? What, what can, how can I help you with what has happened to me? And you can't get that into a little 30 second reel, you know? You can't. And it's the stories that we tell, you know, that we go through, right? That when we share them with others, you know, it, it can help other people. So it's exactly what you're doing with this show is exactly what, you know, so many others have the capability of doing if they just decide to do it. Right. And, and that's part of making the change. It's right. Yes. I have to have habits. I have to do all these other things. But you know what? There's nothing worse than the act of inaction. If you never take that first step, you're never going to make a change. You're never going to get out of where you are unless you take that first step. So your first step is this amazing opportunity of people that you surrounded yourself with for a job and now it has ended up giving you a platform to do the same for other people. Exactly. Isn't that incredible? So now that's where it started, right? So, yeah. So, well, now you said you're a serial entrepreneur. So, what yes. has that led you to? Right. So, being in the world with the, the folks from The Secret, um, I, because I, you know, I had that, that bucket list, right? Um, I kind of, you know, uh, Life happens, right? How that bucket list? That bucket list is 300. Actually, mine currently is more than 300. So, um, so yeah, let me, let me tap into that. Do. Like a business oh, bucket yeah. list and a family bucket well, list? Well, I have details into it. So I am, um, I'm right brain, left brain. I'm a Libra, so I kind of do both. But I have a spreadsheet. And then I have also the the visioning one, right? So I get into the absolute details because I think it's so important when you're creating, you know, a, a wish list is actually what I call it. So um, to to jump ahead, one part of the story is I currently have a Facebook group, the 300 wish list, which has been kind of a little dormant recently just because I've been so busy with the other business. But the idea of it is that you write a list of 300 things you want to have, do, be, or experience. And you get really clear about these things because what what when we're manifesting, when we're, we're doing it all of the time on autopilot, we're, you know, just doing it. And when we get clear about what we want, that's when we start to see the magic. But you have to take action. So it's like, you know, like with the secret, it's like, OK, you can watch it. People might sit on the couch like, OK, I'm visualizing winning the lottery or whatever. Well, you have to still go to the store, buy a ticket, you know, scratch it off. I mean, there's still things that you have to physically, you know, you have to take action, as you were saying. You can't just, you know, visualize and, and expect it to happen. There, there's, there's pieces to it, right? So there's a process in which, you know, the visualization has to be like you can close your eyes and feel yourself driving that car or taking that vacation. You know, you're on the airplane with your family. You're at the restaurant at the top of the Eiffel Tower. You can you can smell the the food and you can uh, you, you know you can see the the beautiful view. You really have to put yourself into the space when you're creating your vision lists because the more you do that, the more it becomes real. And that's how this world tends to work: is acting as if, and you know, and and making these changes is making it non-negotiable too. So. My um, my course of life. Uh, so that was one major change. The next major change was 2015. So that was 2012, 2015. Moved to Las Vegas with my uh, husband and two children. And um, six months later, he moved in with another woman. Yeah. So after 22 years of life, you know, marriage together, my that whole world went upside down. And so at the same time, I wrote 
my perfect partner list because clearly that wasn't it. So at the top of it, I wrote, I don't need to date. I'll know when I know. And uh, I wrote, you know, uh, international, motivational, um, you know, transformational leader wants to help people live a better life, yada, yada, yada. And was very clear about the qualities and the characteristics of the person that I wanted to be with. And it took another five years, mind you, um, because I had to be the person who was ready to be in that relationship. And I had a lot of work to do with the divorce and the kids and the single mom syndrome stuff that I went through and just, you know, changing who I was and how I was showing up. And in 2019, I went to a birthday party and I met Bob Doyle from The Secret, who actually I talked to him years and years ago because we had affiliate, you know, we had, we'd connected through your Year of Miracles program. But yeah, we, we, we sat and did her and talked about how happily single we were. The next day I invited him to a networking event and <laughs> we made out in the parking lot and we've been together ever since. There was no dating. So, but I have to tell you, I, I think that's really important. Uh, one point that you brought up, um, we, we all have challenges. Uh, a lot of them are personal challenges, relationship challenges. Uh, sometimes they're at work, you know, with different situations and how you're dealing with people at work. We take that home. And then you have a whole other life at home with this person. And if you continue to take that luggage home, it takes away from that little basket of goodwill that you have for that person, right? So a lot of us, when you're in those relationships for a long time, we really stop to continue to add to that little basket and we just start to take away and it wears at the strength of the relationship. And the only real way to fix that is like you did is work on you, right? right? Not work on the other person. It's what do I need? What, what do I have to fix? What is what is different about my needs than where I was before? And then you can fix the relationship part. And a lot of times, once you work on you, that relationship wasn't right for you anyway. And you were able to do it the other way. You ended the relationship first, and then you started to work on you. And I think you need that that the point in your life, right? That 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 dip, that pit that you fall in to really start to rediscover and work on you. And that's what you did there. And until you were completed with the work on you, then all of a sudden the right man just fell in yeah. and he was there the whole time. Like it's right. Right. But you weren't <laughs> able to accept that yet because you yeah. weren't ready. And then as soon as you were done working on you, boom, fell right into your lap. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's like, you know, um, yeah. Talk about a tip, right? It's, you know, if, if, if you're in a space where you're, you know, not in a relationship and you, you know, feel the need to be in one to feel complete, then that is the absolute worst time to be in a relationship. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, you know, have a relationship with yourself first. Really, you know, learn about the things that you absolutely love and are non-negotiable. I'm really like strongly about this non-negotiable piece to it because, you know, especially with like the work that Bob does, um, it's it's all about that. It's like deciding who you want to be, how you want to show up, and then the relationships are going to come because those once you're strong, it's it's that self love piece, right? It's like you know nobody can love you unless you love yourself first kind of story. But but there's truth to that because you know if we if we don't love ourselves, we'll have boundary issues. We'll let you know abusive behaviors happen. We'll you know, start to, you know, change who we're wanting to be, be, you know, to fit the other mold of the other person. You end up really compromising, you know, your gift in this life and not being who you're here to be because you're focused on the other, you know, something outside of you. It doesn't have to be a relationship necessary. It could be a career. It could be something different like that. But it's it's still, it's coming back to, you know, look in the mirror and spend some time with you to discover you know, who it is that you are here to be and start to be that, take the actions to be that, whatever that looks like, you know, it's, it's, I, it's I found that, um, a lot of people in relationships, they tend to want to make the relationship, make them happy. Right. 
instead of them being happy in the relationship, enhancing their lives. And then when they break up with that person, they get so depressed. And I'm like, yes, but what about you? Right? What, what was that person adding to your life? And so many times I hear people tell me what people have taken from them mm-hmm. instead of added to them. And so why are you really in that relationship? Right? Every relationship should be adding something into your life. And if it's not, get rid of it. It's just like that piece of luggage that you that has broken wheels and a broken strap. Do you still take that on the airplane? No, because it doesn't move. It's just a piece of luggage, right? Yeah, big deal. I could stuff all this stuff into my suitcase, but I can't bring it anywhere. And that's what relationships do, right? Those big old relationships that we don't spend time working on, that's the broken strap, right? We don't try to fix, that's the broken wheels. So it's just a big suitcase lying on the floor. All it does is weigh you down. It doesn't lift you up and bring you something else. So once you fixed you, now you were able to accept someone that was in the same exact predicament as you that you each manifested each other. It's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly, yes. You were able to change the, the work or occupation of your life, right? What you were meant for. Um, You were able to understand that, you know what, maybe this restaurant business isn't for me, which that's a, that's a big adjustment because I have a lot of friends that were in the restaurant industry and it, it tends to really be rough. It's, it's long hours and and a lot of work goes into it. You get out late, you start early, you know, look, I'm a physician. I know that work too, but (laughs) about it is it's like i have a friend of mine that used to sell boar's head and he moved out to illinois and brought boar's head out to illinois he was one he's the like boar's head guy for downtown chicago and then boar's head started to change policies um and he wasn't allowed to bring anything else onto his truck and it got so restricted and he's a chef right so he was a chef that would cook all weekend for pleasure and then go and be an entrepreneur with Boar's Head during the daytime. And then as soon as he started to get so much pushback from Boar's Head, what he did was he said, you know, I'm going to teach people in Chicago how to make New York pizza. And that was his concept. And he created uh, not necessarily a chef school, but people that knew how to cook how do you make pizza? How do you start a restaurant? And now he is living his purpose of helping people uh, do what they want to do, all from be- getting restricted from Borset. And I met that. Yeah, I met him. We were out at a we were out at a bar, um, and they were playing some crazy music. And I had on my New York Giant football jacket, which is red, white, and blue. And he comes over to me. Now everybody from New York, we all have the same accent. So he comes over to me and he goes. Are you wearing that to look good or are you really a fan? And now this is when the Giants were not that good in football. And I have to say, look, I have to be a fan if I'm going to wear this thing. <laughs> Very good point. I suppose, yes. And then he's like, hey, my friend's Anthony. I'm from Queens. And I'm like, yeah, from Staten Island. And, and we've been friends ever since. That's when I was in medical school. And you know what? I'm like, man, it would be amazing. I was talking to my uncle before that. I'm like, you know what? They don't have Boar's Head out here. I was in the suburbs. My, my school's in Downers Grove. Uh, I was living in, Sh- in Schaumburg. And they didn't have uh, Boar's Head out in the, in the suburbs yet because it was down in Chicago. And it's more money than the cold cuts that they have. They have like Thurman or whatever. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of any of those. I only eat Boar's Head. So I would call my uncle who was in, in the entrepreneur industry, you know, coming from Staten Island. Everybody makes a little bit of extra money. And... He, so he went and he searched for Boar's Head and like, ah, man, somebody opened up a franchise out in Chicago. So who do I meet? This guy talking about my New York Giants. I met the Boar's Head guy <laughs> for Chicago. Of course. <laughs> of all the people. And that was funny because I always thought, wow, this is, this is where I'm going to get my Boar's Head from. And the next thing you know, boom, life happens. No more Boar's Head. Now he's able to live his purpose, not even knowing that's where he was going. He was just trying to make extra money, bringing other stuff onto his truck. 
And he got shaken, man. Why? Because they started to take away his bottom line. Totally. You have a family to provide for. He had his brother yes. working for him. And now I'm not able to make this extra money. What What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And he took call it backwards, right? And he let me reevaluate what I really want to do. And it was education and, and helping people. Because look, Chicago loves their Chicago pizza. I'm from New York. I love my New York pizza. I'm a Chicago. <laughs> right. You know, it's different. Like Chicago totally style, the deep dish and all of that. But when you want New York style pizza, they send it to New York style pizza, even yeah. though they cut it into squares. How do you get squares, slices from a, a circle? Don't know. Still haven't figured that part out. But being able to adapt like that and really seeing, you know what, there's something else in this for me. And it still was food. Right. Um, there's a book by Rick Warren, um, Purpose Driven Life. Mm, yes. And uh, I read that with one of my Bible study groups. And th at that time, I was going through some really rough stuff. My, my business was not where I wanted it to be. And I was really kind of rethinking, like, is it really medicine it? Yeah. Um, and, and I read that book because I'm like, look, I'm a doctor. That's got to be my purpose, right? But just because you know, have an idea about your purpose on a piece of paper and a workbook, you really need to search inside your heart and say, is this really it? And then is it because that's what you want or is it really your purpose? And I think that's probably one of the most difficult things to really understand about your life is there's a separation from what you want and what your purpose is. But when they come together, that's real joy. And that's what you really need to find is my purpose and my, my wants really have to kind of fit together for that true happiness and that true success, because there's going to be a lot of rough patches in your life. So you want to make sure you're putting your effort in the right place. So, all right. So what, what was your next, next adventure that you went on? Well, it's it's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of uh, what you just said was, you know, uh, I, I term some of it as, you know, the challenges being cosmic two by fours, right? It's like, you know, we we start off life doing the things that we think we want, right? And, you know, maybe it's because, you know, that profession, you know, generally makes a lot of money or, you know, you 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 really like medical, but you're not really sure exactly what kind of medical. So you go to school and you kind of play around and you sort of figure these things out. But the purpose part of it, you know, that 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 takes some some inner work to really kind of navigate what that is. And so for me, during all of this major change, I actually had kind of this weird download. And this is about the same time um, as my divorce um, was in this. It, I didn't get it necessarily at the time. And it's really kind of very woo. But my purpose is to help raise the vibration of the planet and wake people up to their true nature, which is we are all one, and to help people live a better life, right? So when, you know, when all of that sort of I look at my life, you know, like I, 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 I'm a Chicago girl, right? So I majored in theater, minored in art, ended up going back to school for accounting because I got hired by a uh, a business development or a, a business um, consulting group. Uh, we did turnaround management work, so working with troubled companies, either, you know, helping them through it or putting them through bankruptcy, selling it off, mergers, acquisitions, all of those kind of pieces. And in, in my term of working there, which I found I hated the work um, because I'm working with people who are at the very end, you know, they're, they've got the cosmic two by four, right? Like, you know, they're, they're in major change of their life. And, you know, they're they're not necessarily the easiest person to do with at the time because they're going through all of it. But what I took away from all of it was the experience of learning what not to do in business and what works, what doesn't work. And so when um, my husband then at the time, who was a chef, which is how I ended up in the hospitality world, um, I never I can't, you know, I used to claim that I couldn't cook. And the truth of the matter is, since my divorce, I am a damn good cook. But I just didn't cook for 22 years because I lived with a chef. So why would I? Um, but I I ended up in that world because I could handle the business side of it. He could handle the kitchen and the operation side of it. So we had a really great partnership. 
And, you know, and it, and it was amazing when it worked. It was really fantastic. And, you know, when it didn't work, it really wasn't. But it was, you know, through those life experiences that I came out the other side realizing that, you know, why I loved hospitality was because I love to serve people. I like to help people. You know, if 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 I could, you know, I mean, I would do anything in really any profession as long as I was able to help someone. And, you know, so that's kind of my, you know, my my innate like, you know, calling and purpose is in that. It's like, you know, I just I want to help humanity. I want to help people. And, you know, and this is such a, a, a very dense world. And, you know, and and we kind of look at things and, you know, we've got the monkey mind going and all of these challenges that come up. But if we can really hone in on the feelings of the things, it's like, well, I, I like this. I want this. Well, why did just the asking the why? Because you'll find a lot of answers that come out of just that one question. You know, why? Th- that's that's funny also, because what when uh, kids start growing up, right? They're constantly asking why, why, right? And we get all frustrated because, you know, of course you know why, but they don't know. They they they're still young, and I, I wanted to bring up something, and and I hope you're ready to talk about it because it's rough. Okay. Um, and, and again, I think we really need to go there because I think it's going to help a lot of people. Love it. Um, we've all been in relationships that we we don't have the result that we wanted, right? So for yourself, how did that go? So after mm. your ex was with someone else and you're working on you, right? There has to be a point in that that you have to say, you know what, if I was more available or if we had better communication, not saying it's your fault. I'm saying that oh, no, no, no. I get it. You know, a relationship is takes two. Yep. Um, and you know, I I know the same myself. Um, you know, my family's in Jersey, and I, I'm in Florida, and we're going through the same thought process. And it's rough. It, it's really rough because you really have to kind of say, I know that they did me, or I know that it the relationship is kind of broken, but what? was my part in that you know you get cheated on yes of course takes two right that person had to make the mistake and the person that they're with had to make the mistake but you don't just cheat right there's there's a reason that that person wanted to cheat or wanted to go in another direction so why don't we talk about a little bit of how how you totally worked on you through that realization of that you had that part in it, you know? Yeah. You didn't make the mistake, but you had the part in that brought to the mistake. You know what I'm saying? I totally, I totally understand. I absolutely know where you're going. So in the evaluation of my marriage, as we talked about earlier, actually, in taking that time and space of not dating other people and dating myself, like really looking at me, right? And you know, who am I in a relationship? And what I discovered is that actually from from the very beginning of my relationship with my with my ex-husband, I you know, I'd never been good with boundaries because I'm a people pleaser. Right. So it's like I always want to help everybody, you know, even if it's like, you know, gonna cost me everything. I I'm just, you know, sure off my back, sure. And so with our relationship, I I changed from the very beginning who I was, who I wanted to be, all of it, right? Like I majored in theater, minored in art. And once we, he and I got together, well, he didn't want me to do theater because it, you know, rehearsals. I mean, like, you know, I was hardly ever home. I was gone, you know, half the week just in, you know, just being on stage and doing the shows or- I could break you know, in tension there, but a lot of times, you know, you don't want your significant other getting into acting because then they know how to play you better. <laughs> well- I actually just actually here's one thing that I learned about that actually in my in my self discovery was that what I liked about acting because it started when I was in the sixth grade I got an, I got I got the lead in the school play and I was like oh my gosh this is my favorite thing I want to do this for the rest of my life but what I actually realized once I was actually acting was that I don't like acting 
I don't like pretending to be somebody else. Exactly. What I liked was being on stage. I like being on camera. I like being a presenter. I didn't like pretending. And so that was so so when we had this little, you know, thing that came up in our relationship early on, he's like, you know, this is really hard on us because you're not around. And I said, you know what? You're right. And I'm not really enjoying this as much as I thought I was going to anyway. So I switched gears, you know, and that's when I, you know, it's like, I, you know, I switched the work that I was doing at the time. So I ended up doing the business uh, financial consulting and, you know, went back to school for accounting, um, you know, completely another part of my brain. Right. I mean, I go, I go from, you know, <laughs> like completely different, completely different life. And, you know, and, and, and looking at my the 22 years of being together, there was just this pattern of me always giving, not like just not speaking my voice, not giving, like, you know, we did the hospitality business. Well, that was really all of his passions. It wasn't mine. In fact, you know, there was a, there was a point. Um, so we, we started, um, we started our company and then bought another going concern. Uh, it was, so it was 20, ah, 2002. So, so we did it over for over, you know, it was like a decade. Um, and in about 2005, I was like, I, I don't know that I want to do this for the rest of my life. We actually talked to a couple other companies about merging together with them because I kind of wanted out. And, you know, and, and when all of that sort of fell through, I was like, okay, well, if I'm, I, I didn't need to be in or out. So I jumped in and we did it for another, you know, seven years. And we did it really well for seven years um, until, until the construction. But, you know, the work that we did was incredible. I mean, we had contracts with some of the, you know, University of Chicago and Northwestern. And, you know, we fed Obama and Oprah and we did all these crazy, awesome things. And so I really loved the work we were doing because, again, it was service based. I was helping people. But, you know, I didn't care to, you know, to do the operations of slugging food through, you know, the Chicago winter snow. Um, so there were pieces of it that I really didn't care for, but it was for ultimately all of that stuff was his passions. And, you know, and it's like, and then, and then so, you know, and so when everything crumbled, I can tell you absolutely what was really harsh and why the breakup was because, you know, we both lost our identities. He lost his identity as being, you know, this guy who has, you know, this multi-million dollar company with all these different things and we're doing all this cool stuff to, oh my gosh, who am I now? What am I going to do? I had the same thing, but, you know, was gifted that experience with Deb who just said, well, now you can do what you're meant to do. Come work with me. So I was lifted up through that process. I was given a gift of a vision of something that was more in alignment with my purpose, even though I wasn't even sure at the time what that was. And, you know, it 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 was how I was showing up in the relationship, because then, you know, for the for the, you know, from 2012 to 2015, when we got divorced, I didn't see it. But, you know, he he started going inward and, you know, trying to really hard time figuring out who he was now. And I you know, went gung-ho crazy working a ton of hours in my new passion, my new, you know, my new personal development world. Are you and sure? You're right. So are you sure you didn't see it or you were just busy working on you that you didn't, it didn't matter what he was doing? You know, I think- your, Was your emptiness there already or, you know what I'm saying? That, that, what, I was- the relationship yeah. part finished? I was in love with them at the time. I okay. really did like the divorce was a shock when I would not have moved from Chicago to Las Vegas with my two children and not knowing anyone in Las Vegas if I didn't think that we were going to be together forever. So I was absolutely shocked when the whole thing happened. So, um, so it sounds to me that, and it was your time, right? So this was something oh, yeah. that happened. All divine. But it, yes. it sounds to me that you were spending so much time working on you that it that that when and look, I, I I have to say it's a rough thing to deal with, right? Yeah. So the relationship falls out of importance because there's so much work that has to get done on on us. And I did the same thing. I, I picked up and and regardless of what my situation was with my family in Jersey, I went out to Florida. I had to work on me to get get away from it a little bit to, to do more work on me. And 
I'm still working on me, and that, that's the yeah. We are. That's a that's a life process. part of the journey, right? It's not a destination; it's right. a journey, and and I'm in that journey, and it's a never ending journey. And it, and it took time for me to really realize that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when I talk to my son, who's 11 years, 10 years old, he's going to be 11, and he says, you know, well, well, why do you have to have, you know, a place in Florida? Why can't you be here with us? And I try to explain, this is what I have to do. It's hard. I know. It, 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 I have to, like, you can't understand it at 10. No. And not being there, I can't really have an excuse for because it's rough. But Yes. But it has to get done because if I don't work on me, I'm not going to be a good father to you. And if I don't work on me and build the legacy for you, that you're not going to have to be away from your family. So you can have the life that you're deserving to have. And that, it's rough. It's really rough. And so I'm hearing, I hear that with what's coming out of your story is there was that time that you just said, you know what? Something's got to change. And I made my step and he, he kind of did the same thing, right? He's kind of working on his own. It brought him into a place that ruined the marriage, but the, the reaction of you, you were kind of working on you. You were alone. It was that, but here's, there were, there's a couple pieces too that I figured out. Like, you know, we for 10 years worked together, partnership in everything that we were doing. And suddenly we weren't, right? So he wasn't included in the work that I was doing. And the other thing was that, you know, I was the only income because he hadn't figured out what he was doing. He was, you know, becoming an artist. And, you know, so he was exploring his passions. But, you know, we had small kids. We had two kids. We had to, you know, do, you know, we had had to feed them. Right. And, you know, and, and, and we were losing everything. So, I mean, all of the, you know, all of what we had, the nest egg, the legacy literally disappeared. And so I was, you know, like feeling like I need to, you know, keep the family together, keep a roof over our heads. So my main focus was that, not him. And and that was a big piece of it. Um, I know that for a fact. But then what happened with the divorce is then we ended up with single mom syndrome, which is something I'll talk about more, you know, when, when my daughter's 18. But it, you know, ha- was hell in a handbasket because now I'm, you know, the, you know, the only income not really getting support. Um in fact, you know, I don't want to go too much into the story. I can't necessarily. But that um, it was just, you know, my life was made difficult. You know, you know, <laughs> 20 grand on attorneys for, you know, stuff that was like could have gone to our children. Um, you know, just just battles that, you know, and, and, and things that happened with my kids that, you know, made it very difficult for me to even do my job or to focus on me. You know, so then I got in a little bit of a tailspin of, you know, I had no bandwidth for me. So I was work and kids. That was my life, you know. So like for, for you know, those those five years in between meeting, you know, the divorce and then meeting Bob, you know, it was really, 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 really rough. You know, I, I knew that I was on purpose. I knew that the work that I was doing was meaningful and in alignment with who I wanted to be. But I was juggling all of the other pieces of being, you know, essentially both parents, um, you know, working to, you know, raise my children in a way that I thought was, you know, in their best interest and and still, you know, finding some space for me. Um, It was it was definitely a, a really challenging time. But again, you know, it's all divine. I, I wouldn't have traded any of that, even though, boy, you know, I, I, I wish I hadn't had to have gone through all of it, but I did. And, and it's made me a much better person, parent, everything. I am so grateful. Um, I still have challenges with, with, you know, situations because of it, you know, but, um, you know, but again, I trust and I have faith, like, you know, it's all happening now for the highest good of myself, my children. And even my ex. And, you know, what 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 happens when we hit these spans is that we tend to just like focus on all the negative and the yuck. But if through the process you can say, okay, I know there's a greater purpose. 
I know that on the other side of this, I'm going to be in a much better space and place. And trust that because when you get there, you go, that's why. That's why that happened. Now I understand, right? And I look back at all of those things and it's great, you know? I think it's it's important to know it's okay not to have the answer. Oh, yeah, right. You know, and, and I think we fall into that so many times. Like I, I have to fix this problem. No, it's the it's it's the act of trying to fix the problem that's helping you, not the solution. It's what you did to get there. And and I think you get so much credit. And and, and I have to tell you, I didn't realize. I'm the one that left my family. I didn't realize that the pressure that puts on the family, like my son's mom, the, the struggle that she had, I didn't even know that there was resentment there. I didn't know that she was angry at me for not being there to help her with uh, you know, everything them to school and, and preparing food and even just simple things like cleaning the dishes. You know, you don't realize there's so much that goes into that family life that when someone's not there, now you're doing double. Yep. And and how dare you leave me like that? We're supposed to be a partnership, you know? But again, if you don't get to that purpose part and you don't work on it and you don't fix it, you know, you're never going to fix the relationship if you don't put the time in, right? You're never going to fix the problems, even those those problems are really the beauty of it, because those problems are what's going to make you that new person that you want to be. So I think we could hit on the relationship part, how it really kind of worked on you to push you to to be more yes. what you wanted to be. So let's go now into the, the beauty of the entrepreneurship as your mind continues to blossom. And now the opportunities are starting to, you're starting to realize, wow, I have this how can I help others with this? Right. So, so what were the other opportunities that came to you? Well, so I've, you know, been part of two books that have come out, some collaboratives. I've um, helped, you know, create a lot of different programs in the realms of spirituality, um, you know, different types of personal development. So health and wellness, um, you know, mindset being obviously a big one since I live with Bob, that's, it's kind of prevalent <laughs> in my, it's, you know, I mean, neuroplasticity. I mean, I can, you know, I, we could go on for another hour just about that now, but, you know, I, I've, I've been able to contribute my, my knowledge, my experience, um, and, and my own stories and passions, just like we're doing right now. Right. And, and, and give those, you know, those tools, those ideas, those, you know, the, the hope for others to be able to move through whatever it is that they're going through that may have been similar to what I experienced. Because again, it's like really, you know, whatever we're going through can help someone else. And, you know, and when you look at it, that as an opportunity, even if you help just one other person, there's, a, there's something about it for me that's worth it. And, and so just, you know, being in the world that I am, being really super blessed to be working with the people that I work with, because, you know, it's really it's, you know, it's the transformational leaders that I have that I I can call friends and I'm I, I just am so in, incredibly grateful. But it also gives me a responsibility to help them to help others. And that's kind of where my purpose came in. Right. It's like help humanity. And so by by being able to like with the stars PR or, you know, even with like the consulting things that I do for them, I get to help them be better and make a greater impact. And, you know, and then now now that my, you know, my my son's grown, he's he's living in Chicago, my daughter's in high school, you know, they don't really need me in the same. They don't really need me. Um, technically, I mean, of course, you know, you are. Once you're a parent, well, you're always a parent. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care how old. I need to buy mom through that divorce. Let me just tell you. Right. And so. Yeah, but the kids don't think they need you. You know. Oh I, yeah. Ooh, right. I, I'm 16. I got this. <laughs> yeah, their brains aren't developed till they're 25. That's a whole other thing we could talk about. But um, but really, it was like you know to to look at you know how how can I contribute? And so this actually came up. Um, so I, I mentioned the the 300 wish list. Um, so. 
I had realized that I had been making these lists. And when I looked back, I thought, oh, my gosh, like I really that was a tool. I can go back and say, oh, cross off, cross off, cross off, cross off these things. Wow, I, I manifested this. This really happened. So I think it was what, 2020, right either before the pandemic, somewhere in there, um, I saw a Steve Harvey video. A friend of mine, Judy Morio, had shown me. She's a business partner in something I do. And she had me watch it. And I thought, wow, this is very much in alignment with what I had already been doing and realized. So I, I, so I shared it with a bunch of people. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to create a Facebook group and just share it with friends. And, you know, and so I did that. I started that. And, you know, there's like, I don't know, seven or 800 people in there right now. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to spend on it, but, but, but I intend to. So the, the thing that's really amazing about, you know, living your purpose is realizing that there's different passions that you can bring into that same purpose. So I started to write a book that I'm not done yet, but it's called The Power of Lists, Manifesting Success Through List Writing. And the idea of it is that, you know, like a vision board or something like that, we can use it as a manifestation tool. It gets, you know, as I said earlier, it helps us to get very clear about, you know, who it is we want to be, what we want to have, the, the experiences that we would like to have. And, you know, it also gives us a, a bench point of looking at the things that we don't want, which sometimes that's what we focus on in the things we don't want, which is then, of course, then, you know, if you look at the way that it, it works, then if all of our emotions are wrapped up in the things that we don't want, we're just going to end up creating more of it. So better to focus on the things that we do want. So many people don't know what they really, really want. And it's it's mind boggling. So my intent, you know, moving forward with my life outside of, you know, some of the other projects and work that I do is to create tools and to help people to get clear about that, you know, to really like look at themselves in the mirror, to spend some time, you know, with themselves and evaluating the different things and pieces to them. Like, you know, my life, I look at the breadcrumbs well, okay, I majored in theater. Like I said, I had that self-discovery. I like being on stage. I like presenting. I don't like pretending. So tweak, right? Like there was that cosmic two by four that happened, changed it. Now I understand why, right? I look at the hospitality. I love the that service. The you thought that the acting was to be on stage to act when it's really to be on stage to make a difference. Correct. And I had no idea <laughs> at the time that I could ever make a living or do anything like that you know, as me, right. like who the heck was I, right? I had no, I, I, you know, zero, you know, confidence in myself at that point in my life. Like, you know, I was, I wasn't anybody. So why, why would I think that, you know, I can, you know, actually make a living doing that? Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I'm be the a, same way. I, I, I would not do, right? So I, I never, right. thought, I never thought that I'm going to be a podcast or an author. Um, I got on stage with a group and I'm like, wow, I can, I could change thousands of lives in one right. second with one conversation yep. in the office i could change quality life in a quality moment yeah so i get the best of both worlds because i get to work one-on-one -on -one with people and really make a difference in their life but then when i get to go out there and i do my speaking i get to touch so many hearts all at once so i think that's a really amazing thing that you were able to do the same thing wow look at this acting yeah but wow, what a door that really opened up for you that you didn't even know was there. I had no idea. I had no idea, you know. But again, like leaning in, it's all divine. Like had I not had those experiences, I wouldn't be comfortable standing on stage. I wouldn't, you know, feel great being in front of a camera. But I spent years perfecting my presence on those platforms. And so while I'm not doing what I originally had planned to do, I'm doing something so much greater, so much bigger, so much better. And in alignment with who I'm here to be, I just didn't know it at the time. Right. Excellent. So let's get three little tidbits uh, of what you think would be three actionable things people could do for success. First, write your 300 wish list. So, you know, I, my, my, the Facebook group is free. Um, you're now inspiring me right now. I'm going to go on. I'll, I, I was doing this for a while and, um, now, light life happened. Uh, Bob, you know, we Bob's dad had, had Alzheimer's. So like last year, all we did was, you know, go to Atlanta and family stuff. And so I didn't do this project. So that's why there's a kind of a lull and, and you'll see in posts and stuff. But 
I'm, I'm going to do this. So I will do um, a free review. So it's like make your list. So I'll, I'll put that on the calendar and then I'd love for you to join me with that too. Definitely. But, you know, to, to just start, just start writing a list of all the things that you want to have do be your experience because it's that clarity and that vision that's going to help bring those things happening in your life. And then with each one of those, as you're looking through them, right? The action steps like, okay, you know, I, I want to, uh, you know, take my daughter to Paris, you know, and uh, and have dinner on top of the Eiffel Tower. Well, you know what? Let me look at my calendar. When could that possibly happen instead of sitting there, you know, well, I don't have the money to do that right now. Okay, well, could you spend instead of, you know, five dollars for a Starbucks, put it in a bank account, right? You know, start looking at the different things that you can do, the changes that you can make. And the little actionable steps. Yes. 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 It's just every day. Move the needle forward a little bit every day and you will be it's 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 a miracle what happens. You know, otherwise, if you're sitting there and you're just saying, oh, I'm when I get to it one day, well, one day never really happens. Right. Um, You know, so like that, that's 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 really critical. Um, You know, uh, another thing really would be to ask so hard for people to ask, ask for help, ask for ideas, ask for a recommendation, ask for a, a referral. People have a really hard time with asking because they're afraid of rejection. But the saying with this is really the worst thing that can happen is that they will say no. That's the worst. That's the absolute worst thing that can happen. But if you don't ask, nothing will ever happen. Right. So, so that active inaction, right? Yes. Yes. So on those tidbits, please start asking. You know, it's like, oh, you know, your friend has another friend who could possibly make that connection for that job you want or that, you know, car you want or, you know, the, you know, the the family down the street that you'd, you know, love to have your kids play with, you know, ask, ask for the play date, you know, ask for the connection, ask for the promotion. The worst thing that can happen is no. And then you know. But if you don't ask, nothing will ever change. All right. So we'll review those three steps, right? So number one would be the list. And obviously, we want to follow Tracy uh, on Facebook and get in her group because she's going to help you attain that bucket list. You start it today. It's really important to get that list together because you cannot manifest it unless you think about it. The next thing is take those small little steps. Like she said, if you want to get to step B from step A, you have to take the step. It doesn't have to be a giant leap, just something little that you could pat yourself on the back and say, look, I did it. Let me get to that next step. And then last is be able to ask. And it's, you need to be humble. You have to have humility in life, right? Mm -hmm. Pride gets you nowhere. But if you never ask, it will never happen. Um, okay, so next, I think it's really important. Um, you do so much for other people, and you're giving back just by your purpose. So how how can people get in touch with you? How can people um, get to know more about Tracy? Uh, the books that you mentioned, you're collaborating on. I'm really looking forward to reading your book when it's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I'll be done with my 300 by then. So why don't you tell a little bit about how can they can get in touch with you and where you want to go from there? Absolutely. Thank you, love. So I, you know, it's, it's so funny, you know, I do really great marketing for other people, but you know, I, I, <laughs> I well, cause I was like, okay, well, when I get the book done, then I'll work on my, you know, all the other pieces because, you know, I, I work on other people's stuff. Um, so for me, honestly, just, you know, getting to the Facebook group, joining the group, you know, friend me or follow me. Um, it's, you know, Tracy Samlo star, um, that Samlo is the the ex husband that'll eventually go away. But since it's you know part of who I've been for a while, it's uh, it's how people find me still. So it's there. And you know I have uh, starspr.com, which is s t a r r z p r dot com. So if you're a guest expert, you'd love to get on top rated shows in your niche. You know, check it out. You know, schedule a discovery call with me. They're free. I'd love to. You know have a conversation. There's strategy sessions, really, because I love to dive into who you are, how you want to show up in the world and and how how that can happen. And, you know, I, I 
<sighs> I have um, I have other stuff that I do. That's probably the best way to send them out, actually, at this point, because once I get the power of lists going, that book is done. Then, then we'll, we'll, we'll come back around to that part of it, because that will be a very exciting time. Well, I wanted to thank you for um, this amazing time that we had. Uh, I'm really looking forward to working with you in the future. And and uh, Stars PR is amazing, everybody. It's, it's your way to get to that next level in front of the people that you want to get. So thank you for your time. And uh, we'll speak real soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Making the Change, Optimize Your Health and Mind. We hope you found the information and insights we shared to be helpful and inspiring. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend or family member who would also benefit. We believe that the more people that have access to this information, the better equipped they will be to thrive in the next chapter of their lives. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show so you'll never miss a single episode. We'll be back next week with more expert insights and actionable tips to help you optimize every aspect of your life. Until then, take care and remember to always prioritize your health and well-being.